0: Hi everyone, this is Yuval. I hope you are all comfortable because for the first time, our podcast is available in Apple, which is wonderfully exciting. The next episode has been recorded across three different time zones and a few thousand miles, so our recording quality is not the best, but it is definitely good enough. So, let's go! <laughs> Hi, and Shalom to all. This is the Cutting Edges Podcast, a podcast that makes the sense in the world of mess, which we like to call the world of web series. Today, we have a special episode about festivals, and specifically about Sundance. So, on November 14th, the submission for the YouTube and Sundance New Voices Lab is closing, and we have gathered two interesting people to talk about the submission, and generally about submitting your web series into international festivals. First is Meredith Burkholder, the founder and director of the Berlin Webfest. Meredith, say hi.
1: Hi, good to be here.
0: Hi, it's great to have you here. And second is Neem Basha, the founder and director of the New Jersey Webfest. Hi, Neem. Hey all, how you doing? I'm happy to be here as well. We are very happy to have you both here, guys. So we'll start straight to the point. So we're talking about web festivals and we're talking about web festivals and we're talking about submissions which is a very hot thing at the moment and let's start from the most basic thing a creator is creating his awesome web series or has an idea for an awesome web series and he wants to submit it to a festival and he gets into the website into the festival's website and he sees this form or it's on a website or it's on film freeway which is the website which many of the web of the festivals in the world are using today. And he sees he needs to, he or she needs to submit all this information. How can one creator make sure that his or her submission looks good? Who wants to mm. start Meredith or Nam? <laughs>
1: uh, I can start. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm brave that way. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, I think um, there's just a few kind of simple things. I mean, for WebFest Berlin specifically, we, we take our submissions on Film Freeway um, and only through Film Freeway, which is a really great platform. Um, and there's a few things that I think are really important to have there. Um, for instance, we require a minimum of two episodes. Um, but obviously, if you've got more than two, we want to see more. So Always, you know, a common question is, how do I submit more than two episodes? And always the best thing, if you have it, is to be able to have a playlist into the video section of your um, submission. Mm -hmm. So then I don't have to go hunting around for where is the next episode, where is the next episode, what happens, you know, to to dig around for it. Um, So it's always easy if it just keeps playing. Um, If you submit one file of the entire season, it's really important that, we can see in our end where the episodes begin and end. So even if you have one long cut of it that you keep in at least the, we don't need to see the whole credits every time, but at least the the intro kind of comes in every, every time. Mm -hmm. Um, And then also to, um, to put as much information as you can there and definitely to put your website, definitely to put your social media. Um, So then when we can kind of dig around and see, okay, how long has this been out there where did it come from if we're curious to see you know just more about who's making it that we can easily find that information rather than having to do our own uh, covert research on the subject
0: mm-hmm. cool okay Nan, what do you think
2: yeah i think um you know as, as comprehensive a submission um as possible is 100 percent um uh, helpful to the creator um I know for me and I'm I'm sure Meredith and and you know festival directors can you know you, you I've had I've had a spectrum where somebody would submit you know one episode their name and like kind of just leave out a lot of like pertinent information and, versus you know the, the other side where people give you as much about themselves and as much about the show as possible um the uh easiest way to submit an entire series like Meredith said is to just put the you know the entire series on one file we also allow people to send us a, a link for the to info at new Um our only platform is Film Freeway which is a great platform and I think if, you know if somebody's creating a web series um, um, for, you know that's all from kind of like a, a the, the submission process, but I think even before you get to that, um, I think anyone that is creating, I give them uh, a, a lot of credit for, for doing instead of just thinking about doing something, actually doing it. But I think there needs to be kind of a self-awareness, um, about where your, you know, where your product is, um, because I, you know, I've I've gotten some submissions that um, uh, weren't, you know, that I don't think we're ready at all for um, submission yet to do it. It looked it looked like a work in progress,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and I think I, yeah, it looked like it was, you know some submissions that looked looked like a work in progress. I mean, everything is subjective. You love some, you won't like some. Some some festivals will pick you, some won't. That's different. But there were some. But it, it, you know, it's one thing to say, you know, the, the jury liked this one, they didn't like that one, based on personal taste. But there were some from a from a technical standpoint, and from from uh, sound and editing and cuts and everything that looked like a work in progress, not a complete product. Yeah. Um, and I think, I think people, you know, should be, I think, you know, the fact that you're out there and you're doing it and you're hustling and you're, you're making, you're, you're working and you're creating content, I think is, is absolutely amazing and keep at it. But there should be kind of a self-awareness about the, st- the stage that you are at because web festivals are going to be here forever. So yeah. maybe don't submit this year and, you know, yeah. keep fine tuning and submit, you know, the following year uh, might be better. So I think, um, that's also important for creators to, mm-hmm. to
0: realize as well. I, I have a question to both of you. What, when you go through a submission or wh- whether you're the lecturer, whether you're the jury who's picking the, the series for a festival, what, in your personal preference, what is more affecting you? The written material or the, or the, or the visual materials that the creators submit
1: from my standpoint absolutely the the video I mean absolutely the series that you're watching I mean for me personally when I'm screening series you know I open up a submission and I I watch the video before even looking at any of the rest of the, of the information already because I don't want to be necessarily um, I don't want to be swayed by somebody's great story about oh wow this sounds like a really cool inventive way that they got the money to do this or something like that but i want to focus on the on the series and on the product um and then after watching is when you really dig in and say okay now who is this where are they where did this come from how did they do this you know what was the budget you know these kind of things come afterwards and then you know give you a bit more knowledge and understanding of the project but um but absolutely i mean the the video, your series that that you're sending in is is first and foremost.
0: Mm-hmm. Man, what do you? How do you experience this uh, this thing? Um,
2: I do look at the log line, obviously, so I can you know just accept, expect what it is that is that I'm watching. Um, I, I didn't have any situations where I liked one log line over the other, and one you know um, explanatory paragraph over another, and you know made any sort of preferential treatment on that, I would always go to the video. But I, you know, I would just read that stuff in advance just to kind of see what it is that I'm expecting. Because, you know, when you start getting a lot of submissions, you know, for me at least, Mm -hmm. it's nice to just kind of like get a a taste of what it is that you're about to view. And the video... You know the, the the production of it has to be you know obviously match up and and have the quality that that you want to see on the big screen. You know, in New Jersey, we have our screenings. You know, the movie theater and all the film festivals we have. You know, they have them on some variation of a of a of a big screen, and you you kind of want the quality to be up to par to be yeah.
0: up there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay,
1: that's actually just uh, one thing I forgot to mention. Of course, these are uh, this is in reference to. Um, submissions of series. Um, when we talk about submissions of pitches for the pitch contests or things like that, then obviously the the written materials become much more important. Um, and we do offer the opportunity for people to send in um, a mood trailer or a trailer of any sort as well, which is very, very helpful. Um, and it's, it's good to see, but... In that situation for pitches, obviously, the the written material comes first. That's
0: important, yeah. Okay, so that brings us to our next topic, which is Sundance. So, as we said, Sundance submissions for their New Voices Lab is coming, and I went through the submission form, and it's very regular, in some sense, other than one um one specific part of it where they require for the people who create who submit, um, a video pitch
2: i um for me I think this is this is kind of part of the course with where things are these you know these days in terms of any writer wanting to pitch something um, I remember you know when I was younger, I remember people and this is you know, and this, this probably predates, this definitely predates my writing days, mm-hmm. but people used to be able to go to networks um, with a script and an idea, and people, and, and the network would would meet with them. I mean, I've, you know, again, this predates my writing days, but, you know, I heard about it in the 80s and whatnot, and, and, and into the 90s, people would submit ideas and, and scripts to even to networks, and... If uh, you knew, obviously, if you knew someone and they liked the idea and whatnot, they would meet with you. And, you know, obviously now, um, if you don't have a sizzle reel or trailer or something to accompany this, unless you are coming from a really, 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 like, important reference, you know, that's sending you to the network. But, uh, you know, other than that, they want to see something on, on video to go along with. Written materials are. So I think this is totally in line with that. I, you know, these days, if you want to pitch anything, there has to be, um, you know, some video accompaniment with the, um, with the script, with the idea, with the treatment, with whatever it is that you have written. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there needs to be a video accompaniment of it or, or most, uh, you know, most people won't even, you know, most, you know, won't even talk to you. Mm -hmm. and so i think this
0: is in line with that okay
1: yeah yeah i would agree i mean i think it's really um i think it's really important to show you know what you can do as a filmmaker and what resources that you have to show that hey if i if i get this opportunity if i'm if i'm involved in this and and you take me into your program that then it shows that you can make something out of it. And you have a clear vision of how that translates onto video rather than just on the paper. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think, you know, so often, you know, you can, you can write and write and write, but, but it's a, a mood trailer, or at least some kind of visuals really help to put the pieces together for the decision makers. Um, and I think it's, um, it's it's yeah, it's, it's important as we kind of talk in a world where yeah we're on we're on the the line here, obviously we're looking for fresh new creators that are having new ideas, but they also have to be able to follow through in the end. you know, and I think that kind of um, helps to prove that you that you should be in the room in, a, in some kind of a um, uh, writer's residency or or pitch that that hey if I, if I make good on this, look, I can really produce something, um, that's of high quality and, um, that it's not just going to kind of fizzle out once I've, uh, done my, my script workshop. Mm-hmm.
0: Do you think that it's something that yeah. every
1: festival should do? Um, not necessarily. I mean, I think in our case, we have a, a pitch contest where we require, um, you can send in a video or, um, mood visuals, but, um, something that's visual and it doesn't have to be an original trailer. It can be a mood trailer just so that we can see that, you know, how to translate your idea visually. Um, so yeah, Mm -hmm. it's not about making sure people spend the money to make some like super amazing high-tech effects trailer. Um, but just to make sure that they have an idea of how things translate onto the screen, I think is, it's, or it's important.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, even if the festival doesn't require it, but allows it, and you, it, it, it would behoove a creator to to make one because just to kind of piggyback off what Meredith said, there's only so much you can show on paper, right? And then and they want to people who are who are judging this want to also see what you have planned. If this is a series, they want to see what you have, not only what you can do visually, obviously, but also they. You know, it'd be nice for them to see what you have planned further down the series. Yeah. Um, and also, again, you know, as Meredith said how it translates on screen. You know, one of the examples, you know, in recent, in previous conversations that I've had about this topic, one of the examples that I've given is that somebody said to you, before there was a, a, a Nightmare on Elm Street or a Freddy Krueger film, right? somebody said to you, "Would it be cool if there was this horror villain where you know when you go to sleep he feasts on your fears and there's this elaborate way that he you know?" And they describe the entire film and they describe the entire idea. I mean, there might be a million people that might think that, that might think of of an of a, of a general idea, right? Mm-hmm. Versus somebody who can actually execute it. Yeah. Um, so. You you know you want to but if I show you Freddy Krueger, whereas if I tell you about this dream guy and you know it's uh, I mean obviously there's no comparison right as I, at all you know at indie levels it doesn't have to be quite as elaborate as I think the best example of this is the Saw franchise. If you go on YouTube and and, and look it up and you haven't done so, there's a nine minute short film that is it's grainy. It's the production value is is not high. But it gives an, an an idea, a taste of what the um, idea of saw is. Sola um, yeah, saw the franchise Jigsaw, mm. and it was it was a um, a student film that they just and then you know obviously the Lions loved the concept and they gave them money and they became this monster monster franchise. So yeah. they were able to show what they had in mind versus just, um, and I think that's a perfect example because it's such a big, big franchise juxtaposed to the very, very tiny budget and very small execution of their original nine minute short. Mm -hmm. It it really shows what uh, giving um, decision makers an opportunity to see what you're, what you're thinking about, how effective that could
0: be. Yeah. Okay, cool. Great example. Um, so we'll move on to the next part, which is talking about general, general, more in general about international web festivals and about submitting to those festivals. So starting from Sundance on their, um, um, question um page they say that international projects will be they will consider accepting them but they want all projects to be in English pardon written in English which I don't know it means that the project itself couldn't be in a different language or is it just for the sake of working with the lab so it needs to be all in English and it brings me to the question of can and should Everyone submit to this kind of lab, and generally, do you need if you have made a nice, good, hopefully very good web series, should you submit it all around, all over the world, or maybe it's not the best idea, not not necessarily the best way to get this um, hype or distribution that every creator is eager for?
1: I I can start off. I mean, I I think um, definitely towards for the second part of your question. I think it does you good to to get, you know, as many laurels and awards as you can on that poster, for sure. I mean, that definitely leaves a mark of importance um, and, and, and leaves a, a quality kind of stamp there for, for people looking to distribute your series or to commission more of your series. Um, but I do know that it is, a, I mean, at this point, I think we have something like, 190 film festivals and web fests around the world that take web series so you know this is it can be a huge expense um and I know that for a lot of creators you know this is it's everything is is made on your own dime or with no budget or low budget and um you know I think that there's a a way to be smart about your submissions at the same time if, if that is part of the um, part of the equation I think it makes sense to submit to festivals you know that you know that you can attend if you're on a limited budget so then you know you know you can make the very most of it and show up and be there and, and meet the people there and and be a part of it um, and I think it also behooves you to to look around at you know what the festivals, uh, do you know are they are they a festival that um, gets a lot of comedy buyers there? Or is it a is it a comedy perhaps that you've done in um, your native language doesn't really translate abroad and then maybe it's smarter to stick with submissions in your own country um, so I think it's definitely on a case-by-case basis and absolutely budget driven um, but I think you can make some smart decisions Around it, if you are um, working within a, a budget, which I think most everyone is. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. No, yeah, no. I, I mean, that was the first thing that popped into my mind as well. Is that um, you want to you want to um, try for as many festivals as you can, but you know there are budget limitations <laughs> for for everyone. So um, it is it is important for um, creators to uh, like anything else. Uh, that you're spending money on, you, you shop around, right? And you see what, what fits you and what doesn't. I think one of, one of the things that should be taken into consideration is, can I, can I go to this festival, right? In person. Yeah. Um, that's, that's a big one. I mean, I met Meredith when I was in the Valencia web fest and she's been, you know, she's been a great, uh, contact ever since. So that's right here. The tour is a perfect example of the kind of connections you can make. By by just attending these things, um, not only being there to represent your show, being there to accept any you know awards that you may win, or, but also the, the the people that you meet, the things that you will you know learn uh, while you're there. In in the New Jersey Web Fest, we and in, you know, and certainly in the Berlin Web Fest, um, you know, we work hard to give people a, a great experience with informative. You know, I, I'm not going to speak for anyone else but for my, for ourselves but this, this applies across the board to so many great festivals you know you try to give people um informative panels give them opportunity to network obviously give them the the, the party aspect and they the creators need each other and then they, they need other influencers in the in the industry and then they they should leave better uh you know having better uh better group of people that they know better knowledge better ideas. Um, than they than they came into it with, yeah. and most web festivals, at least most of them that I've been to, and I think that this from everything that I hear from people who have been to more than I have been in web festivals in particular have this vibe more so than in film fests. I would say Um probably because there's fewer of us and we're we're still kind of every every web festival director or, or at least. Again, most web festival directors, I, I can't say everything, are in, very passionate. They're creators themselves. They still love this stuff. You know, film festivals, there's so, there's so many. There's, there's hit or miss as far as, like, passion. But with web fest, the people that you meet, the experience you have, um, it's absolutely wonderful. And, yeah. you know, you, you go home at the end of the weekend and you feel like you just made had so much knowledge, made a bunch of new friends. So it's important that it's a festival that you're going to benefit from, that you can try to attend if that, if, if the budget permits. So,
0: yeah. Okay. So uh, the next, so, so what basically that I'm reading between the lines of what you both say is that you should submit to festivals because it is important. <laughs> and it, it does give you some resonance to you and to your creation But the the main um, thing about web festivals is the people that you meet, the community that is being created amongst those international creators who gather around a specific event. Do you think that the the requirement of projects being in English, at least specifically talking about Sundance, is it something that is... Meredith, you talked about it, that, for example, comedies can sometimes lose some of their effect when are being translated, um, do you think that there is a way of overcoming it? Because we cannot avoid the fact that when you submit a German uh, web series to the Melbourne Web Fest or from uh, a Korean web uh, web series to the New Jersey Web Fest, there will be some things that might not come across completely. Um, Do you think that it still necessarily means that you should not do it or it's definitely worth the try and worst case submission fees are not that high.
1: I mean, I I think definitely go for it, try it. I mean, that's what is one of the most amazing things about the internet. I mean, just going back to the basics is it can reach anyone, anywhere you can reach around the globe. You know, you can, you can, we're not, we're not restrained anymore by broadcasters and, um, and this world of, of, you know, antenna TV and things. Yeah. <laughs> so I, yeah. I think it's, it is super important to go everywhere as many places as you can. Um, and I think more and more, um, even consumers, viewers are are happy to watch series in another language and and read subtitles. I think for something like um, like this workshop at Sundance um, or events that are happening at festivals, um, you know, I think that the language requirement is definitely you know because their tutors, I'm sure, are based there in at Sundance, and and you know how can they really work with you in their project if they if they're not able to to understand it or speak the language and I think the same you know here in in Berlin we had a pitch um contest with a a big prize of 20,000 euros um for the development of that project but it was for German language series only um but we required that all of our pitches be taken in English and be presented in English also for the sake of our audience because we have buyers there that are from other countries as well, we have an, an audience of people coming from around the world. So even though those projects, that project will be produced in German, um, it's important, I think, for the event and for your opportunities globally um, that, that everyone's able to, to understand the story and your pitch. hmm. Yeah, Um, yeah. I I don't think that at all means you should produce it in English. They have to be produced in English by any means, but but I think it's it's from a starting point. If you're you're looking internationally, um, people need to be able to understand. You know.
2: Yeah, I mean, we we and I think you know, I think most webfests, but New Jersey Webfest, um, we require. I mean, we are a state based uh, webfest, so we, we require English subtitles. Um, but, but I think also, uh, you know, I've been to the Seoul Web Fest in Korea, I've been to Valencia, I've been to, and most of the audience, um, is from English speaking countries, whether it's, uh, um, people coming from Canada, people coming from Australia, people coming from, uh, obviously, the U.S. So there's there's such a huge contingent of English-speaking people that that are, are, are at these festivals. Mm-hmm. Um, Meredith mentioned the buyers, and that's a great point for something like the Pitch Conference. Even with just the audiences, your fellow, your, your colleagues, you know, your the people. But there was there was one instance uh, actually in Seoul where um, there, was an is- there was an issue with uh, uh, subtitles in one of the series, um, technical issue. Right. They moved it to, um, to a different screening block because they knew that, you know, they-, they wanted to give the filmmaker the courtesy because they knew that if there was no English subtitles, most of the audience wouldn't know what, what's going on and, and that wouldn't be fair to the creator. You know, it's definitely, it's definitely important. Obviously for us, it makes perfect sense. Or, and, and any state side festival makes perfect sense, but even, even abroad, they tend to acquire uh, English subtitles on non-English products.
0: Yeah. Actually one of the interesting things that I've came across when I was uh, looking, doing some research about web series, one of the ways to know on YouTube, which is a good web series is dependent on how, to how many languages was its subtitles translated into. So the average of most web series is around two or three, but the really good ones you sometimes see translated subtitles into 17 languages. And then you're like, okay, this, this one made it, made it well. Um, uh, <laughs> which is an interesting way of, 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 of looking at it. Um, okay, so it was very really interesting. Is there anything else that you want to maybe add that we didn't talk about before we are wrapping up this episode?
1: I think the only thing that I had to add is um, is in regards to choosing which festivals that, that you're submitting to. If you do have a, a limit for budget, um, I mean, obviously submit to everything that you can for free. Um, but for those that you do have to spend a budget on. Um, I think it's also about, about knowing where you are in your process. You know, if you are, if you have a product and that's, you're ready to sell, you're ready to make a second season and you, it's, it's, it's best for you to go for festivals where, you know, there are commissioners there, there are buyers there, there are deals ma- made there. Put yourself in in the ring there. Um, and I think on the, on the other end, if you're, you're just starting out. You're not quite sure what the land of the land is yet. Um, maybe your series isn't totally finished, or it's it's a little bit rough. Uh, you know, I think then it's is it, it isn't worth to spend a, a submission fee on on something that's that's focused on on buying? You know, maybe it's about going to your local web fest first and learning as much as you can, seeing as much as you can, and going the next year with that knowledge to submit to. To a more market-based festival, I think things like that are, are just another another way to kind of look and decide how you're going to proceed with your your festival uh, plan.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's a perfect way to bring the conversation uh, full circle. I mean, you know, my my first comments um, to your to your first question were, you know, in part about you know self awareness of where your where your product is. And so I think I think I think Meredith nailed nailed it uh, right in the head. Um I talked about your work needs a little more polished, maybe it's not ready to submit, maybe you know, work on but even if it is polished and, and completed, then then there comes the additional awareness of like Meredith said, is that where you want to go and which festivals are more um likely to help you get there. Um, and I think you know, with web festivals, very few, if any, are you are you going to have like a bad experience? I think they're all great, but again, budgets are limited, and so you have to be selective. And when you know when that comes um, into play, you definitely you know you definitely want to look at a lot of the factors that Meredith has, Meredith talked about, and you know, in general, uh, you know, the, the festivals, uh, the, the experience that you're going to get from being at the festival, if it's something that you want and definitely, um, you know, that, that, that's something that to be looked at. So I think that's a perfect way to kind of come full circle with the first question and kind
0: of wrap up. Okay. So guys, so it was really interesting. I'll summarize in a short, very short, hopefully way that so we talked about web web festivals and submissions. We talked about Sundance. I think we got to the conclusion that if you have the budget, Submit to as many as possible, but if you are tight on your budget, you should definitely submit to the ones that are most relevant to you, whether it's uh, in matters of region. And also, I think that also one of the things that comes out of what you said is that look at those festivals where, where you know that there will be people who will be able to make you make the next step in regards of your web series. And the most important thing is to submit your web series when it's ready To be submitted and not too early, because that could actually backfire on you. It's better to be sure that your series is in the right place, in the right state, in order for it to really be presenting your skills and who you are as a creator, rather than looking almost as good as you wish. I have one actually
1: last note. I I forgot to say this, and it's super important. This seems really silly, but please make sure that the email address that you submit your project with is checked checked frequently is live uh. is correct that is that is your key that is how we can communicate <laughs> with you
0: very basic
1: uh, it's not there it's All not there you'd be surprised how many times you get uh you you get kind of dead email addresses of people that 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 don't respond to those email addresses, and make sure that that's uh, we will use that email address. one
2: hundred percent, and and yeah, obviously curating a festival is it's it's, it's a lot of work, and, and you know if we ask you for deliverables, <laughs> do check your emails mm-hmm. and and get those deliverables out as, as you know by by the the dates that we ask for because we have to then put them together so. That, And yeah, you get a lot of instances where people would, you know, I've had, I had instances where people would write back and say, oh my God, I just saw this, you know, I'll send you what you need. And it's like, yeah. (laughs) So yeah, totally. That's Uh a good tip.
0: Great. All right, guys. So thank you very much, Meredith. Thank you very much, Nam. It was a great, great, great pleasure to host you here for an episode of Cutting Edges podcast. And uh, we'll see everyone, or you will hear us on our next episode.
1: Thanks, Yvonne. Great.